Copper Shores Community Health Foundation is proud to introduce you to Superior Educator Brett Gervais from Lakeland and Hubble Schools. His dedication and time commitment to the football and track programs inspire our students to be their best as athletes and as young adults. He's also vital to a leadership program that helps students mentor and give back. Lakeland and Hubble could not ask for a better role model. If you know an amazing educator like Brett, go to coppershores.org slash superioreducators and nominate them to be recognized as the next Superior Educator. Welcome back into segment two of Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke, and we're brought to you, of course, by the Copper Shores Community Health Foundation. Find them online at coppershores.org. We are celebrating something. We're celebrating something old in a new way this coming week. And I've invited Jim Curty from the Finnish Theme Committee to come in because uh, it's National Sauna Week this week. Yes, that's right. Beginning actually today. And um, this was declared two years ago by Finlandia Foundation National. And uh, they tried to create some energy around it. This year in particular, they've uh, strongly encouraged all the chapters of Finlandia Foundation. And the Finnish Theme Committee of Hancock is one of those chapters to have Sauna Week programming. So in very short order, we came up with uh, a variety of things to do. Now, I have to ask you a little bit about this National Finlandia Foundation. Um, I know it's been around for quite a while. I had not heard of it until the kerfuffle with Finlandia University. I guess it had just kind of flown under my radar. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this something that, had they been really involved in our area up until that point, or was their interest really kind of brought in when we had the crisis? Uh, you're not alone in not knowing much about them. I think many Finnish Americans don't either. It's a philanthropic group that was formed years and years ago by uh, people like John Sibelius, for example, and and uh, and some prominent Finnish Americans. And it's a philanthropic organization. So uh, people who plan Finnish events, Finnish American events, uh, they know about them because they know it's a good source of of grant support. They also give out scholarships, but uh, they've been pretty much under the radar until recent years, and now they're really um, stepping up as probably the most nationally recognized leader of Finnish-American activity, especially now that Finlandia University's gone. A lot of uh, local Finnish organizations have sort of collapsed, so Finlandia Foundation is becoming a bigger and bigger uh, uh, proponent of Finnish activity in America. If folks in the area want to get involved with this organization, the Finnish Theme Committee, you said, is affiliated with them? Yeah, we joined uh, the Finlandia Foundation in 2005, I believe, and we've been an affiliate since. And to have an affiliation with Finlandia Foundation helps when people from our area might apply for grant money or for a scholarship. They also give out a lot of scholarships. Because if you get a letter of support from your local Finlandia Foundation, it's points towards uh, your grant being accepted. Okay. Let's talk, too, a little bit uh, before we get started here about the Finnish Theme Committee. Yeah. Which was set up quite a number of years ago. I know when, uh, I think back in the 90s, when there was fear that the Finnish traditions were starting to fade. Yeah. Actually, it goes back even farther. In the... 1980s, there was, um, I think it was called Main Street USA grant that the city of Hancock received, and they had these public meetings to see what they could do to develop more of a community and, and to uh, to revitalize the economic situation. And they had these meetings, and uh, 
more or less, the only people that showed up was a group of Finns saying, why don't we try to make Hancock sort of the Finnish-American Frankenmuth? And okay. so they they did what they could. They they that's when they put the bilingual uh, street signs in Hancock, and yep. they also uh, in the early days all the businesses in Hancock had Finnish lettering on their windows or and their signs. So, for example, I remember Andrew Wistie's office had Lucky Mies, which is attorney. Kuka Kaupa was put on that flower shop, and they actually developed that as their name yeah, for many years. For many years, yeah, and uh, they also did. Um, they they uh, they developed a sister city program with the city of Porvo in Finland, and they had, uh, in particular, the old timer hockey teams were going back and forth, and then um, it started to sort of uh, fade. And then in 1999, um, I was involved in in uh, being the local host for a group called Project 34, and 3-4 of 34 represents third and fourth generation Finnish Americans. And this this think tank was looking at how do we how do we instill an appreciation for Finnish culture to the third and fourth generation? Remember, this was 40 years ago. Right. And. Um, I attended one in Washington, D.C. at the Finnish embassy, and a man from Ohio stood up and he said, you know, the, one of the problems is you keep having these meetings in places where there's no Finns. You should have it in Hancock, Michigan, and he pointed at me and he said, and Curdy will organize it next year. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so uh, young and shy, I just thought, well, I had to do it. So um, I approached the theme committee and I suggested that we have some kind of event in January Rather than just have people come and meet in some conference room, uh, you know, I thought, how do they interact with the local community? So we tried this event, and we took the old um, uh, traditions of the name of St. Henrik's Name Day, which was the 19th of January, and we developed it into this quirky holiday. Hakenpaiva. Hakenpaiva. Henry's Day. Henry's Day, yeah. And St. Henrik is the patron saint of Finland. And um, his story, if you ever want to read the story about St. Henrik... It is one of the most fabulous, fantastic, completely <laughs> otherworldly sainthood stories of anybody in the lexicon. That's true. And, uh, you know, he uh, eventually was murdered. <laughs> and uh, it was over a woman um, uh, uh, who accused him of, of doing something inappropriate. Not, not, not Because saints are always murdered over women. They're always <laughs> murdered, yeah. And this woman, Kertu, and her husband, Lolly, were the first two Finns in history, mentioned by name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Henrik didn't have a name either? Henrik was actually, he came from well, Sweden, right. he came and from he Sweden, was, he was he? Englishman. He was an English uh, Englishman who was a missionary to the <laughs> to the wild tribes of what became Finland. Yeah, like St. Patrick was to Ireland. That's right, yeah. And, and so the Finnish Theme Committee has worked to put on a lot of events here in the area, the working with the Finnish Folk School, the, the Finnish American Heritage Center, Hagen Paiva, the summer events, the midsummer events and such. That's right. You need some new blood. We do need some new blood, and, and we don't want to shed blood like Lolly and Kertu did. We'd Saint just as soon avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we but but to, to keep these traditions going. That's right. You've had a lot of people who have served on that committee for a long time, and we need some new people to come in and help. Yeah, it's it's the really the crisis of, of the day, uh, uh, finding younger people who are willing to do community work. I said a long time ago in a conversation with somebody, we have modulated from a society 
that has more time than money into a society that seems to have more money than time. That's right. You know, yeah. Somebody will give you 20 or 50 or 100, but they won't come to a committee meeting. Uh, why are people more busy? And I, I have to say that I don't think we realize how much that has to do with staring into a cell phone. Or a television. Or a television. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I agree with you. And, and I think that we need to make sure that these traditions continue here locally because they're important to us. Yeah, and we always have great attendance, but yeah. uh, you know, we need the workers too. So if you're considering helping out, if you'd like to join the Finnish theme committee, do you have to be Finnish? No, no. Most of our new, newest members aren't Finnish at all. But you just have to recognize the importance of these events to our community. That's right. And frankly, financially, they do bring visitors in. They do bring money into the community, and we need to have them continue. Oh, yeah. If you are interested in joining the Finnish theme committee, stop by City Hall, I expect. Uh, yeah, uh, they'll probably redirect you to a, a Finnish theme committee member. But they'll tell you where yeah. to go. They're always but, telling me where to go. Yeah. <laughs> and the Finnish theme committee just recently created a Facebook page, and that would be also an easy way for people to find us. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So yeah. if you're interested in, in getting involved, and I don't think it's a terribly onerous thing. There's not You're not putting in you know, 30 hours a week or anything like that. Well, most of the members don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, have, um, we have roughly... 60 members at present, but um, each of them contributes as they feel comfortable. Yeah, and uh, more would certainly be welcome. So. Absolutely. Having gotten that taken care of, because I know you and I had talked about that recently, I wanted to get that in. Thank Let's you. Let's talk, Jim Curti. Let's talk saunas. saunas yeah. Saunas, well, we're going to be celebrating them this week. So this is another uh, event hosted by the Finnish Theme Committee uh, because we are a Finlandia Foundation chapter. And in our community, we decided to do the following things. We're going to have some exhibits at the Finnish American Heritage Center. One of them is a student exhibit from the Copper Island Academy. Another is a, a exhibit that the Heritage Center owns on Finnish buildings, which includes a lot of log saunas. These are very traditional buildings. And, um, and then there is also the Sauna Week competition, poster competition. All the entries are there at the Heritage Center. This was a national contest. Okay. And wonderfully, the winner was a woman from Calumet. Oh, we like that. Yeah. We like that. That reinforces our, our value to the Finnish world. Yeah, it really kind of uh, took us for a loop because uh, Finlandia Foundation said, you know, the local events can also have their own poster and logo, etc. And we worked with the um, ISD Career Center, and the students there created a lovely uh, uh, logo and poster for us, and so we, were, we wanted to use that as well. So we've incorporated both. All right, so those things are going on. Let's talk about the history of saunas, because they go back quite a ways. I did a little research on this myself, and there are really some evidence that as much as 5,000 years ago, there were people who were heating rocks and getting warm next to them, I guess. That's right. And some sort of sauna was actually prevalent in almost every society, but for some reason, like many things, uh, it faded away in other cultures but remained in Finland. 
And yeah, the Native Americans have their sweat lodges, sweat lodge, yes, which the, the purpose of which was somewhat different than the sauna, but the same concept. Same concept and a lot of similarities even still. And, uh, of course, the Russians have their banya, and the, uh, the Jewish people have the svits, which are also somewhat related. But, uh, and is it Korea that has a, a tradition like that, I think? Uh, Korea does, and also Japan, they have these, um, I forget what they are now exactly, but the, it's, it's a similar uh, bathing in hot water, etc. Yeah, it's uh, interesting that so many different cultures discovered and developed this tradition. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't simply about bathing. It was much more than that. It was kind of a renewal process. It was a way of relaxing. It was a way of kind of getting in touch with just being still and uh, comfortable. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's much more than just washing. Well, and let's admit, until the last several centuries, human bathing was not exactly a priority in life. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you study history, you'll find out that our ancestors were pretty darn gross. That's right. Yeah, we, we have um, we've changed that dynamic quite, quite a, a bit in the last century or so. But, but the, the Finns were always attached to sauna. Um, there were different kinds of sauna. The earlier saunas, uh, uh, I see the term smoke sauna. Savo sauna, yeah. The Savo sauna was um, was the sauna that people took until probably about the 1920s or 30s when they started to incorporate stoves where you contained the fire. Prior to that time, you had a, a fairly large space, a uh, log space that uh, was pretty much windowless, and in that space you had... Uh, rocks, especially large rocks. And they would build a fire on those rocks for hours and get those rocks very hot, put the fire out, let the smoke out of an opening somewhere near the top of the wall, and then immediately have to go in and take steam before the heat went away. So um, one thing that people don't realize, but in the early days, everyone sounded together. Well, and there's a, there's a bit of a difference I see worldwide as to how you robe yourself or don't robe yourself <laughs> yes. in the sauna. Yeah. Well, I recently had some guests come over and for sauna and there was four of us and and I I prepared myself as I typically do being totally undressed and the, the other three wore swimming suits and I commented to them that well I've never felt underdressed in a sauna before. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's a different sensibility in Finland and if you go to a public sauna in Finland you are not allowed to wear a towel or a swimming suit or your your briefs or anything. It, they consider it unsanitary. And um, uh, Finland just has a much different approach to nudity than we do here. M much of Europe does. Yeah, much of Europe does. And and um, as I said, in the, not that long ago, families took saunas together. I, I don't mean just the parents and small children, but everyone in the on the farm yeah you know, well because they had to do it before the heat left well and and you know let's face it again back uh, up until the last couple hundred years there wasn't nearly the privacy in the basic home oh, that no, there is now no. you you look back at the 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 finnish houses of three four three hundred four hundred years ago they were not uh, five room three-bedroom homes with bathrooms they weren't the the man and the woman of the house the the landowner had their own room maybe but pretty much everyone else slept in the main room yeah and so the type of modesty that we have adopted in our society mm. particularly in uh, north america is relatively historically new well it is and it's i think it's ironic that people now um 
as as things like nudity and 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 uh, kind of sexually explicit material is so readily available, as that's even more available, people are more uptight about nudity. And so you'd think it would go the opposite way, but yeah, it's a uh, so. So and you can you do your own sauna however you choose. That's right. That's right. You're there to be comfortable, and uh, but I, I think it's harder for old-fashioned people like me to consider going into a sauna <laughs> with your clothes on. <laughs> yeah, and the <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, saunas in Finland, I, I'm told, uh, particularly tend to be areas where you have conversations. Um, yeah, it's it's really uh, in a sense uh, a very uh, sort of a tame, uh, intimate time. You know, you have good conversation without distraction. The cell phone should not be there, folks, and nor should there be a radio or a television. Uh, you're just alone with people, and uh, I would say even like the old timers, you could be alone and not say anything, but you were just together. Yeah, and eventually, of course, then the Finnish people who came to here and other places mm -hmm. brought the saunas with them. Mm -hmm. um, I found it interesting that uh, one of the chief importers to Central Europe were Nazi soldiers. Yeah. Uh, kind of an odd moment in history in World War II. A lot of people don't uh, realize that Finland allied themselves with Nazi Germany yeah. and with the permission of the Allies. Mm -hmm. because the Allies recognized Finland's long-standing antagonism with the Soviet Union. There were still border issues that were going on. Still are. Fin Finland needed to have some defense against the Soviet Union. Therefore, they were kind of required by circumstances to join in with Nazi Germany. And after the war, those German soldiers who had been stationed in Finland brought, brought the sauna idea back to Germany, and it took off there. That's right. And, uh, yeah, Finland uh, was pretty much forced to be a co-belligerent with Germany because of the uh, aggression of the Soviet Union. Well, and I don't know how belligerent they were on behalf of Germany. Right. I think it was really just kind of an, uh, an, ally, an alliance of convenience. Well, one of the amazing things about it is even though Finland uh, was uh, on the side of Germany in the war simply to keep the Soviets out, Finland did not allow one single Jewish resident to be handed over to the Nazis. They just wouldn't even talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, an alliance of convenience more yeah. than an alliance of uh, actual actual will and, mm. and compliance. So, but but it was interesting that that export happened afterwards. I'm told that a lot of the German soldiers who came back said, "Hey, we discovered this wonderful thing mm. up there across the North mm. Sea, and we should have some too." That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it was solace to them and being up in those really cold climates, because you know the Germans when they retreated from Finland, it was in the northern third of the country. And as they were being, uh, as part of the armistice that Finland had to uh, agree to with the Soviet Union, they had to drive the Germans out. So suddenly they had to turn around and, and face a new enemy, which is the Germans. And they, uh, they did a scorch and burn policy for the whole th top third of, of Finland. I'm, I'm just amazed at, at how Finland's situation has stabilized. Mm -hmm. I know when... Uh, the Consul General, uh, Mr. Sarava, I think it was, yep. was here. I asked him specifically, I said, how's that thing along the border with the Soviet Union? He says, that's all settled now. 
Yeah. I'm not sure that, uh, I, I think as far as the governments go, it's all settled. I'm not sure as far as some of the families living along the line, maybe it's not yet. Yeah, well, my grandfather was born in a place that now lies on the Soviet side because they took a lot of land in World War II. But um, <clears throat> uh, since... Uh, and uh, Consul General Sarava was here, uh, they've had a crisis with the border because the Russians were bringing all these um, people from uh, countries where terrorism has kind of taken over. I saw and, that, that, and they, that there's, bringing there's some them militarization to the border. around the border now. Right, there. yeah, well, they're bringing all these refugees, bringing them to the border so that they cross the border into Finland. And these are people from uh, countries that are, uh, you know, kind of on the terrorist list, so... Finland's had to kind of really beef up watching their border because there's all these people sent there by the Soviet or by Russia to uh, cause uh, disruption in Finland. Fortunately, they have many saunas in Finland that they can go into and relax. Yeah. <laughs> well, five and a half million people live in Finland. That's right. Estimates are that there are more than three million saunas in the country of Finland. That's right. Which is basically a sauna for every, you know. 80% of uh, 1.2 people or something That's like that. right, and it's typical for people to have three saunas, one in their home, one in their summer cottage, and one on the shore. Well, you can never have too many saunas. Well, no, no. Now, tell me what constitutes a legitimate, traditional Finnish sauna, because people do different things when oh, they go boy. in. <laughs> is, is, there, is there such a thing? I mean, you know, the, when, when, when we do the the wife carrying contest and we have the sauna station yeah, out there yeah. we bring out the twigs and we we do the little whopping with it yeah yeah uh, that's part of it that's part of it uh i think that question uh, touches on a great debate what really constitutes an authentic sauna uh but uh you know traditionally it was a room in which you not only took the steam but you bathed in that room and nowadays a lot of people have a separate shower etc but the old traditional sauna you you took the steam, and then you had pans of water, etc., and you bathed in there as well. So everything was done in that room. And the concept of going from the sauna out into the snow or the cold, mm -hmm. as we did uh, uh, with the with, with the polar plunge at Hagenpiva mm -hmm. recently, um, that's not necessary to enjoy the sauna. It's not necessary, but it sure is nice, <laughs> <laughs> especially if you have a lake nearby. Are there places in the Copper Country that you can go to take sauna if you don't own a sauna? There is, and, and there's a lot of interest, and that's one of the, the topics that's central to this year's uh, National Sauna Day. Uh, I want to mention, by the way, just last night uh, I got word from uh, Representative Greg Markin, and the state of Michigan has passed a resolution uh, uh, to say that Michigan is celebrating National Sauna Week. As well they should have. As well golly. they should. So thanks to our Finnish-American rep that that <laughs> happened. But um, uh, getting back to your question, uh, there are places. Uh, there is, uh, of course, like uh, some of the public gyms have saunas. There's a quite nice sauna at the Portage Fitness Center, for example, brand new, just made brand new. But there is uh, up in Copper Harbor, or Copper Harbor area, there's a, a new uh, facility that you can rent rooms but also they rent out the sauna and it's right on the edge of Lake Superior so you have this big picture window looking into the lake and, and you can go out and, and you can run splash out there, if yeah. you want to and then I think uh, very much copper country style is you just kind of show up 
at a Finnish American home on a Saturday evening. <laughs> <laughs> My house in Lantz had a sauna in the uh, basement many years ago. It's all gone now. But I have talked with more people since I bought my house mm. 13, 14 years ago, saying, is the sauna still in the basement? And apparently there was a lady who lived in the house uh. who would let the local kids come in mm-hmm. and take sauna, and she would charge them five cents, but then she would give them cookies afterwards. Oh, my. So my house is associated with the sauna tradition. There the only are. thing that's left is two sheets of asbestos. Oh, dear. So I got to figure out how to get rid of that, but well, uh, unfortunately, mm. I no longer have a sauna in my oh, basement. That's sad. In my hometown of Bruce Crossing, the local restaurant had a sauna in the back, and kids could take a sauna for a dime, but you had to bring your own towel. Did Tulpos <laughs> ever have a sauna? No, Tulpos did, uh, but it was uh, more of a modern Holiday Inn-style sauna. There oh. was just a room that was off the hall, and one time several Finnish men were there, and they didn't know what to do, so they undressed in the hallway and went in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that at Tulpo's. Yeah. Yeah. So let's recap again the activities that we have planned for this week as we celebrate, along with the National Finlandia Foundation, we celebrate National Sauna Week. That's right. Well, here in the Copper Country, as I said, we have these exhibits, but we also have a project called Sauna Stories, and gee, maybe you should be involved in this. It's an oral history project where people will be interviewed in a sauna offered by a, a, a local sauna builder. And uh, it's going to be a recorded oral history of people's uh, most memorable sauna stories. Interesting. When, yeah. How do people sign up for that? Uh, the best way to sign up would be to go online. And there is, a, again, a Facebook page that uh, leads you to a, a, a online sign-up form or calls either a member of the theme committee or uh, including me. I guess I'm easy to find. And um, so these will be... Um, these will be then archived at the Finnish American Heritage Center. Interesting, and we've got to wrap it up, I'm afraid, here. But if you want to find out what's going, look for that Finnish American Theme Committee Facebook page. That's right. You have details there, and celebrate saunas this coming week. And especially on Saturday when we have the Expo Forum, and then on Sunday, the sauna tours. Absolutely. Find out about them. And Jim Curti, thank you for coming in. Thank you. Thank you.